Hey, where have you guys been? We went to the carnival. I brought you back a pixie stick. It has real pixies in it. There's a carnival in town? Yeah. Me and Lou went on this ride, and we were brought to a magical world. I got a magic sword. See? And Lou got to ride a unicorn. Uh, wait a minute. I thought you only pure elven maidens could ride a unicorn. I'm pure. <laughs> Speaking of carnivals, it's our look at the wild beyond the witchlight this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Master's Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey, Scott. Hey, Bill. I'm, cons- I'm concerned. Why? Um, at this carnival, were there games where you had to throw things? There's always things yeah. you could throw. Does that explain the um, wound on the side of uh, Scott's head? He made me mad. <laughs> he used the I cut myself shaving excuse when he came in, and I'm not too sure. Some- sometimes I fall down. <laughs> Lou wants all the labels in the soup can facing in the same direction in the cupboard. He gets really upset. Alphabetical order, too. (laughs) You guys know me all too well, and you still screwed up. It's not my forte. Uh, Being charming and likable is my forte, not organizing soup cans. Thank goodness you are charming. And likable. Right, Lou? He's charming. He is charming. And likable. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes. When you make my drink just right like you just did. Well, um, it's a shit job I have. <laughs> just a shit job. But someday, sometime, I'm waiting for Matt Mercer to call and say, hey, do you want to be on Critical Role? And, uh, well, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> At our age, I don't think we could hold it that long. No, no. Any loss of breath could result in death at any what? minute. So after I held my breath, someone came at me with a defibrillator. <laughs> we got a new book. And so you know, Lou is not an abusive boss. Uh, I cut my head shaving. Um, I'm more aerodynamic with less hair. It's it's amazing how well air moves around around objects when it's not, yeah. not being impeded by hair. <laughs> Good for swimming. I'm I'm a few milliseconds faster. <laughs> Good for yeah. swimming. He, now he's shaped like a cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we were on that roller coaster ride, we didn't want all that hair whipping in his face. Oh, you yeah. didn't want that. Yes. Yeah. Or the person behind him. I was hoping for a loincloth and a uh, magic club, but uh, I got a sword, so I guess that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. A loincloth and a magic club. Suddenly, like, suddenly you're Captain Caveman? Like Bobby the Barbarian from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon yep. in 1982. You guys remember it. <laughs> I do. Nobody nobody else under no, the age no. of, of, of 50 does, but... It's okay, I reference Captain Caveman. No yeah. one under 50 is going to remember that either. Uh, as portrayed by Tracy Morgan in the movie Scoob, which was phenomenal. Not just because Tracy Morgan was an outstanding Captain Caveman, but... That was a good cartoon. That was a, that was a, that was a really good... Uh, really good movie. Um, I encourage everybody to see it. We have a new book 
Yes. That came out. We are back on the D&D publication treadmill. Yes, we are. We had a reprieve for, what, four or five years? And then it just started coming hot and heavy like it has since... Well, second edition, I think, was second edition really was the big kicking. was yeah. the big monster, yeah, yeah. I um, think that's because um, of all the news they gave out this past weekend at the D and D Live event. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bilk you for money as best we can because we know all you gamer nerds are gonna want every single book we put out. Yep, whether you need it, want it, or even desire it, you're still gonna get it because it's part of the collection. Yep, and. Uh, I'm upset about that. I'm not upset at <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. I'm just upset that it's put in front of me, and I know I can't resist the urge to to buy it. Um, not only do you buy a copy, you buy two. Yes, and I deliver because Bill lives <laughs> down the street from me, so I deliver on my way to work at the crack of dawn right after I turn the sun on and wake the roosters up. Wait, wait a minute. You deliver for Bill? Yeah. He likes me better. I don't throw things at him. Bill uh, does not have Amazon Prime. We went through this. That's right. Uh, <laughs> this debacle when we were, what was it? It wasn't Tasha's. Artificer. Artificer. The, um, yeah. No, it was Tasha's. It was Tasha's. Yeah, Bill got his book um, the day we were recording our first episode, and he was livid. So to mitigate. <laughs> I, I was merely off-put. Which magnifies the baseline crankiness by quite a bit. So it's it's uh, it is something that I do not just for Bill, but, <laughs> for, but for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Thank you for throwing yourself on the grenade like that. You got to do what you got to do. Selfless acts of heroism every day. I I may have been a little perturbed at the the fact that my book showed up. So we hadn't noticed. Why don't we jump into it? what did you guys think about the book? I. I liked it. I I like um I like the fairy tale kind of vibe I get from it. I you, you know what you know what I like about about it the most was um and again there's probably not a lot of people out there that remember this movie, but do you remember it was actually a book by Ray Brad I think it was Ray Bradbury, something this wicked this way comes yes, and it yes. was a movie yep. in the eighties yep. with was it Max Found Sidow was was it the guy that I barely remember my own name before nine in the morning? You're asking me all these actors' names. Well, it's, it's after nine. He's talking about tomorrow morning. Oh, tomorrow. I'm <laughs> talking about night. <laughs> um, I'm only good between nine oh five and nine sixteen when I go to bed. <laughs> but the the carnival in that in that movie um, is very very reminiscent or this the carnival in this book is very, very reminiscent rem- yes. of of that movie and that book and i kind of i like i like that a lot i like the idea about like a traveling uh carnival that shows up every now and again but there's something there's something under the surface of it is more fantastic than what you what you may initially see right for for those unwary people that just simply go and are amazed by the flash of lights they're not going to see that underlying i don't want to say nemesis but yeah the 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 potential yeah for um something more than a ferris wheel ride i like the whole idea of the feywild i just think it's it it um it smacks of that brothers grim folklore from that medieval period 
and it's um, it's it's fantastic, which I kind of feel is a little bit lacking in 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 fifth edition is that fantasy. Well, there's there's fantasy and there's fantastic, and I think D and D you know, the fifth edition is missing a lot of both. I think this book helps kind of you know pull it up by its bootstraps quite a bit, even though it's entrenched in a fantasy world i think it's more fantastic than it is fantasy it is and i really like that flavor i really really do it's it's like legend and labyrinth those two movies yeah yep yeah you know which were they were fantasy movies but they were far more fantastic than fantasy they were a little dark too and they were yeah they were a little dark and you know anytime david bowie i was about to say is a um (laughs) In a fantasy movie, as well was he was the Goblin King, right? Yeah. In Labyrinth. Yeah. I mean, yes, please. Yeah. And uh, while I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, I thought Legend was Legend was good. Uh, a lot of pollen floating in the air, I think, though, in that movie. So allergies must have been like awful. Was it really pollen? I don't know what it was. I just assumed it was. It was always some white stuff floating in the air. I don't know if like. I don't know I, if it I rained thought, cocaine. <laughs> it was the 80s. I thought it was just Gold Bond. He hated being chap. You yeah. Know, the chafing was just horrible. So, And Tim Curry is the big demon devil monster yep. thing. So that was that was great. But it it, remind, it was uh, very uh, nostalgia-provoking for me for a whole bunch of different reasons. We'll get into the other ones a little bit later on. <laughs> um, but I liked it. I like I liked the fantastic piece of it. As do I. I was very intrigued by a number of it. I skimmed through it real quick and just very oftenly something caught my eye and I just had to stop and read it. And it's like, oh, that is so cool. And then started skimming again. Oh, what's this? The artwork is um above and beyond in this book as well. Yeah, the, the artwork's really good. Really, really good. I like the artwork a lot in it. The everything. Yeah. I, I find very appealing um, to me. I love having a shiny new D&D book. I do too. I have every single retail adventure for fifth edition. I think I'm only missing one or two. I um I don't have any. I will not run any of them. And I probably and I know that. Everybody knows that. But I buy them anyway. I, I think I'm gonna start running them. I know my daughter, she's either thinking about me having me run um Ravenloft or the uh the Witchlight. I'll come over and guess run with Ravenloft for you. I don't want the kids running out screaming, so I think I'll take care of that one. <laughs> yeah, Bill's kind of like an open bottle of bleach on the kitchen floor, yes. you know? <laughs> you don't want to let your toddler around it. <laughs> but, I mean, this book, I, I, I really do like it. It's good for beginning DMs as well. I mean, it, it goes through yeah. all, you know, what armor class is, how, how to use it, the hit points. Um you know, damage, how damage is taken, how damage is given. It goes, it has, it breaks it all down again. It's like a little bit of the player's handbook right in the beginning of this yeah, book. Yeah. And the other thing is this is a lot better organized. I kind of feel like they've, they've hit their stride with the retail adventures. It, it's, um, I read, um, Descent into Avernus. Avernus, yep. And, uh, I did that a while ago, but I was like, this is disjointed. For a new DM, it would be very challenging to run that adventure for a veteran dm even i think it would be a little on the challenging side but this is this is um this takes a lot of the guesswork out of it the way this is organized it's organized extremely well i think 
and they have these adventure notes. Oh, the story trackers in the in the back. Yeah, that's handy. It, it is, and there's prompts in here too. Yes, there are. Which I think is I think is fantastic. One of the problems I've always had with retail adventures, all the way back to modules, which is what adventures were called back when when we were young, which was like a million years ago. But they, um, you had to you had to read it from cover to cover. And then probably do it again to really know. And then you had to prep for the game. And I just always found it easier to make my own because of that. But this, I kind of feel like I could I could pick this book up and I could read the first chapter and I could run it without knowing what chapter two or three or four has in store. I, I got the same feel out of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's compartmentalized very, very nicely. The layout was very... Very smooth and easy to read. Yeah. Very understandable and very progressive as far as, or chronological, I should say. Uh, everything was lined up to where it should be. Yeah. You know, and it makes it really easy for a new DM to run this. But for an experienced DM like you or I, I think it's, well, this is an awfully nice thing to have at our disposal. Because no matter how experienced you are, it's always nice to have a very organized um, adventure in front of you. Right. It just makes life easier. Well, I don't know how many times you've had people show up and say, hey, let's game. Yeah. I have nothing ready and you're doing it. I mean, I'll do it off the top of my cuff, you know, my head and, and fly off the cuff. But it'd be nice to have something that is, well, like I said, well organized that you just pick up. And run, and they said not have to read the book two or three times to make sure everything is understandable and everything is where it needs to be. So nothing's out of place, and you're tipping your hat too soon. Yeah, if if uh, and that's a big that's a big problem with these these retail adventures. If you really don't know them uh, forward to back, you could tip your hat really soon. Yeah, and very it, easily. In it, in it. It mucks up the entire... Yeah, you're going to read a text box that's you really don't need in the beginning of the book. You need it at the end of the book. Yeah. You get halfway through it and realize, oh, this is for the Game Master? Ah, crap. <laughs> yeah. And and then you're retconning, or you're like, okay, everybody forget about it, but nobody's forgetting about it. No. Because that's just not, that's not the way gamers are. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to tuck that in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull that out when I need it. Even the ones who don't take notes during gameplay are suddenly taking notes. Yep. Um, so in that, in that aspect, this is phenomenal. It is, it is, I would have to say uh, it is the best organized retail adventure that Wizards of the Coast has put out for fifth edition. Oh it, it, yeah. Cause it even tells you when characters should advance. Yeah. Yeah. As you're going through yep. a book. So it takes a lot of the guesswork out. And that milestone kind of advancement i've always liked that we've always yep. used that in our games yep. and i think what that did for our particular group who were and our group is wonderful to play with and i miss playing with them very much um but it can easily descend into a lord of the flies kind of situation <laughs> you know where they're going full murder hobo and yeah. there's all sorts of bedlam going on and this this miles we we did the milestone stuff because that that kind of promotes problem solving more than I'm getting experience for 
you know, killing stuff and taking their belongings. Yeah, it, it pulls them out of that, that MMO mentality. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of our gamers do play MMOs. Yeah, it's a natural it's a natural progression, I think, to get your gaming fix on when you don't have the tabletop game, you know, for another week or so. Yep. Yes, Lou. I don't know. I was gonna say something and it slipped my mind. Say it. I forgot what I was I gonna forgot. say. Old age. Yeah. There's supplements for that. That's okay. Yeah, I got one right here. Hold on. I can give you a huge list. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm, alcoholic I'm, beverages is not a supplement for it works uh, for me. Memory health. It doesn't. I've talked to you. Even, when? It is scientifically See? proven that it is not, even though I agree with you, Lou. I'm just going to go with it. That'd be Tito's and strawberry, or lemonade this time. Lemonade. Yeah, I didn't do the strawberry lemonade. Yep. Just straight lemonade. Tito's a good guy. Let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's. I'm going to admit that I wasn't happy about this, and it upset me. But then I gave it a little bit more thought. I was like, you have to stop being such a grognard and 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 have an open mind. He's staring at me while he's saying this. And because well, I know you can relate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the it's the aspect of the adventure where you can go through it without any combat. It did it very specifically said in the beginning that you can go through this entire thing without combat. With all problem solving. Yep. Yes. Which I can see because there's some people who like to, um, what's the word I used before? Uh, house sit or playing house, play house with their with their game, or housekeeping. Or housekeeping. That's yeah. the, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, I'm not I'm not all about hack and slash adventures. I like I like problem solving. I like to see the players get creative. I like the puzzles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see them talk their way through situations uh, that I didn't plan on them talking their way through. So I thought of that a little bit and was like, you know what? This is the sort of thing you like to see when you're running a game. So stop being such a grumpy old grognard. But I do love, and maybe it's the old school in me, I do love epic battles. I I like waves and waves of bad guys and big cinematic battle scenes and massive magic going on. Yeah, you know, those... those, uh, And I just imagine the... That, that kind of still shot you see in every Avengers movie where the, the entire ensembles, you know, just standing there looking epic. And I like that that thing, that epicness in my big battles. But it's your game. You can do it however you want. And I would, we're having battles. I would yeah. probably have <laughs> a little bit of killing in, yeah. in my, my <laughs> wild beyond the witch light. There's nothing to say you can't. Right. But I do like the fact that they've designed something that you don't have to, you don't have to have any combat. I love problem solving. I do it to my players all the time. I put some very unique puzzles in front of them where the answer is absolutely insanely easy, but the way I stage it, it makes it look like this. It's hugely complicated. I love doing that. And I love to watch them try to wait, work their way out of it. And oh. there's a few things in here. There is. <laughs> he's, he's nodding knowingly. Yeah, there's a few in here that I'm like, oh, these are just so beautifully done that I, it's it, it's bill-worthy. On my Wednesday game, I, I was actually had a different plan, but now I'm, I'm thinking about once we finish this little part of the module that I have is to bring this into the game 
that, to my that game. Would, that might be pretty cool. Um, well, it, it would because everybody came from a different realm. It's a way to bring everybody back if they want to go back. Okay. They'll never let me go. I'll be part of the freak show. You know that, right? Well, you, and that's the whole thing. You can stay. I know. So, but I'm actually thinking about using this book now just to to change it up a little bit because we've never had anything quite like this. No. Not with the carnival, not with the you know with the maps that are put out there. I have it on D and D Beyond, so I got all the maps digitally. I have my box set coming next week with all the everything that's in the book plus a couple others. So I'm I'm waiting for that. Needless to say, we all have that collector's disease. <laughs> it's it's bad, you know, and it's serious and uh, and expensive. But I don't, and expensive. <laughs> so um, so buy us a lot of sakis. I think we have <laughs> we have ninety dollars worth of. Uh, Saki worth the books here oh, yes. in front of us, and we got it on D and D Beyond. And we well. got it on D and D Beyond. Uh, so that's a lot of sakis. Um, so feel free to <laughs> feel free to saki us out of the poorhouse, <laughs> please. No, but going back into the book, the, the book is really well, uh, well laid out. It takes you from beginning, just playing in the carnival. Um, it brings you into a couple. There's five different adventures, I believe, in here. Yeah. So you can go through those, and it prompts you again when to uh, should level up, and if you should, if you want to move on to another one, you can. Yeah, it's um, it, it is very very well la- laid out. One big beef I have with this, I always skip to the end. Whatever I do, it's it's the the end. I always start my campaign writing at the end. Right. So when I read these retail adventures, I go to the end. I want to see like. If they took some time to make a badass ending, and they didn't with this one, and it sticks out like a sore thumb because the rest of the book is so so well laid out. There's a lot of thought put into it. You can tell that um, that whoever who was it who was it that uh, was it Perkins? Yeah, was it? Well, that was just talking about it. Um, yeah, because uh, that was Chris per- Perkins. Perkin, Chris Perkins. Oh, this is this his is book. like his his yeah. his love child yeah. here, um, and you can tell that there was. There was love and there was passion. This is like, you know, his project. But the ending is anticlimactic. Well, I think the ending is left open for you to continue on if you want, because this book only goes from levels one to eight. Yeah, so I'm wondering. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to get, like, a continuation the, to I, this, much it, like we I did with we Tyranny will. of Dragons. We and, will, because I believe um, there's two characters that, or classes or races, I should say, that did not make it into the book. They did not. And I was a little disappointed. It was the Hobgoblin, right? An yeah. Owl Folk? An Owl Folk. Yep. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? We won't know until the Owl Folk come in on whatever <laughs> book we're, we're looking for. How many people remember that commercial? Nobody under the age of 50. Um, look it up on the YouTube. Uh, it used to happen in, uh, right after Schoolhouse Rock. I was every just Saturday about morning. to say, right after Schoolhouse yeah. Rock, at least every half an hour. But while we're talking about races, why don't we talk about the two races that are in the book? I I am so tickled with delight that I'll be able to play a fairy. And um, <laughs> well, and I'm glad you're tickled with delight because the actual this is actually from the domain of delight. Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm thrilled. It's something I have always wanted to do so much so that we kind of put a fairy race in our own homebrew world. Yep. Um, so I'm really thrilled uh, about that, uh, which is odd coming from a six foot four man with a bleeding bald head that, you know, what I really want 
to play a, a tiny person with gossamer wings and antennas. Well, but who doesn't? They're not tiny. They're small. They're small, oh. yeah. They're um, they're hobbit sized ish. Yep. I mean, you or can halfling. I should. You say. can make yourself tiny. You could. I want to play the rabbit. I do too. Uh, I that I, looks cool. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> flashbacks to Watership Down yeah. on steroids or Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I like the I just like the name the heron gone. You know they move so fast they're here and then they're gone. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and then you know they they put the hair in there too. I. I'm not a big fan of anthropomorphized animals in my D and D game, but I think they have their place, yep. and this is a play, a good place for them. You know, um, I would limit players playing one of these races in my regular campaign outside of the Feywild. I I wouldn't want there to be like a lot of them. You, like you go into a town and you see. Uh, a bunch of these herringons or or or, or fairies or whatever. Well, it's have bad you. enough you got to deal with a half a dozen tabaxi, right? Um, and a turtles, and, and a turtles, yeah. and, and the kankus, and the kankus, and the aracocras, and the, yeah, the Amer- the the aracocras. There's a lot of a lot of anthropomorphized animals, but I I don't I don't care for them too much. I think they're cool. They're not really my my bag as far as like a regular high fantasy game goes. Well, that's the anime input. Yeah, and and that's you know that's just my opinion. It's it's um it's your game. If you want to have nothing but anthropomorphized animals, knock yourself out. You know, go for it. If you know you want to have them be commonplace and not so uncommon, it's your campaign. Go for it. Just in mine, I'm like, eh, it's not really my thing. I would keep them to the the Fey Wild myself. Yeah, and and we have a we have a fairy race that lives in 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 cities, particularly in in our world. Yes, and um, they uh, so they're somewhat commonplace, but the other animal folk they they, they were rabbit folk a long time ago, weren't they? Yeah, like actually, third, yeah. fourth. I don't know so, if they somewhere were around. There. I don't remember like where, second, but. Um, well, they were, but they were in the Carta Tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there yeah. You go. That's yep. right, yep. Um, Carta Tour. That's, uh, I haven't seen that since second edition either. Very cool book. Awesome classes in there. Some of them have made their way into, into fifth edition. None of the races have yet, I don't think. No. Just the classes. What about the map? Did you guys look at the map? They didn't want to ruin my map. I didn't take it out of the book. There's a smaller version, a couple of pages earlier. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that one. I'm waiting. Like I said, I'm waiting for my box set to come in. So I can... Then you can destroy one or the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they dropped a huge nostalgia bomb on me, and uh, I was there's so delighted. many. In this book. It was yeah. Oh yeah, it's all through there. But it was in, a in lot. the map, this I think is the biggest one for a lot of the, people. The the big one for for people our age who grew up. With, we used to have this wonderful thing. Saturday, every Saturday growing up was a holiday. It was a special occasion because <laughs> it was the first day off after school. You were probably up late playing D&D with your buddies the night before. And then you wake up, and it was Saturday morning cartoons. And it was from like 6 in the morning. To like noon. till oh. noon. No, at five in the in the morning you could watch David David and Goliath. David and Goliath, yeah. Right. yeah. Five Glenn, uh, you know, it but- sounds like a cool cartoon. It's not, <laughs> um, but it sounded cool. Yeah, we had uh, Thundar the Barbarian, yep. Black Star, Looney Tunes, 
Space Ghost. Space, Space Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, Herculoids. Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah, there was there was there was uh, uh, Tarzan Caveman. and the Lone Ranger, Captain Caveman, Great Ape. That's Grape right. Ape. Yep. Yeah. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. And, and the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Yes. <laughs> that was everybody's favorite, I think. That was yeah. That was probably it was up there with Thunder the Barbarian for me. Um, it was before Thunder the Barbarian. It was that was number one for me. It was yeah. I think it was. It was a little bit. It was not not too much before, but I think we got like two or three seasons of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, and it never really ended. There's a there's like a wrap up episode online that someone did a really really good job at. Really clipping out different scenes. I think I saw it, oh, and okay. and it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. But in the beginning, there's a bunch of kids that go to this carnival. And they get on this ride, the Dungeons and Dragons ride, and they ride the, you know, the little cart thing through this big dragon's mouth, and poof! Now they're in this D and D world, and there's this little bald man called the Dungeon Master, and they all get like weapons and stuff, and they they find a unicorn, and then there's the big bad and Tiamat, and they go on all these adventures. So on the carnival map. There's a ride that has a big dragon's head with its open mouth, just like the one in the cartoon. Thank you very much, Wizards of the Coast. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> that brought me right back to my my childhood, what I could remember of it because I'm getting old. Um, but that was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing to see and made me smile. I was very, very happy. Open your map, Lou. Just do it. Look at it. Then you can throw it in a frame. Right for the one in the box set to come nostalgia in. Nostalgia bomb. It's gonna be good. I'll find it right now on D and D Beyond. And I love, I love that they they put maps in these books that you can like take out and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. That's right. I have the story tracker in there and a few other things. Yeah. Um, I love the maps because Eberron gave us a map. Yeah, they did. But I yeah. like this map because it's representative of an actual. It's like a carnival. It looks just like yeah the layout is old timey carnival map yeah the ones that would roll into town every now and again yeah you know from the early 1900s yeah, yeah. Um, i mean but even if like because we have the big e here in west springfield yes um way back when i do too but way back when when i was little i remember going there you used to be able to get these little maps that would show you the whole place yeah, yep and it, it reminds me of that yeah you get them at zoos and stuff yep. too really really well done honestly i don't think there's really anything i dislike about this at all no bill's Bill's flipping through, and I, I I wonder what he's looking for in there. But there's some other other nostalgia-provoking um, <laughs> things from the cartoon. Quite a few. Yeah. Well, well there's Easter eggs all over the place, this it, thing. It is. It, and it's, um, not, not necessarily just from the cartoon, but from gaming out in, in general. Yeah, the, the the just the monsters. There's yeah. how many How many monsters made their way into 5th edition in this book that we played with back back as early as first edition yeah like the red cap yep the quicklings those are all all one maybe uh definitely two um and these magic items i like the magic because a lot of them even though they say magic item they just do like really mundane things yes there's nothing that's going to change the story for yes, no earth shattering yeah, but, exactly but they are fantastic items. yes but the mundane things are are probably the most entertaining because if you have a clever enough group of players they will take <laughs> a mundane item 
and do, do extraordinary like things with them. You know, it's it's it, it's it's neat. Um, you have uh, War Duke and Strongheart. Yep. And Elkhorn, and I I could never remember the evil wizard's name from like the. They have their own like Legion of Doom in the yes. D&D world type of organ organization here. Everyone's flipping pages. It's not it's not Ringle Run, it's the other guy. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, the League of Malevolence, Kellick. Yes. I I had these action figures. They had these action figures back in the 80s and they showed up on the cartoon and War Duke was hands down my favorite. Because he was a cool-looking action figure. So will you be getting the new action figures that come out? There's yes. two of them already planned. Yep. I I uh, I was watching them. Um, was I was I watching? No, I was reading an article, and it's I think it's War Duke and Kellick, right? That they're they're coming out with. They look great. They look really, really, really. I was good. about to say if they don't, you'll probably be building them on Hero Forge. I, yeah. <laughs> or at least attempting. Yes. Oh, jeez. I think I opened I the door remember. there. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> who the other one is, but I don't think it's Kellek. No? No. I'm going to look it up. Give me a minute. All right. Lou's going to let us know. Uh, but I will buy them. Why? Because. Because. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not even like it's not even like people, you know, scratch their head when they, they see me unwrapping a toy, and it's for me. <laughs> That you bought for yourself. Yeah, they're just and like, wrapped they're just for like, yourself. Yeah, all right, that's that giant man child buying another toy for himself. <laughs> and that's fine. So that was great. No judgment here. No. <laughs> it was cool seeing those those characters appear. The NPCs in this book are super cool. They I like, are fantastic. I like the dandelion knight. That actually would. I yeah. thought it went. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, and you were talking about was it Thacko? Thacko, one of the guards. What's Thacko, Bill? Tell tell the kids. <laughs> tell the kids what Thacko is again. Just in case we may pick up new people. Thacko is an acronym. It stands for to hit armor class zero. So the O is actually a zero. It is a zero. Uh, that's yeah. what we used to call it. Um, that was our our special gamer can't yeah right thieves <laughs> yes. thieves had thieves can't druids had their own language back then yeah, in, the, in the hallway at school you'd see one of the jocks go by gee i wonder what his thaco is yeah <laughs> the gamers knew yeah they uh they all they all knew so that's what it was that back then there was a lot of backwards and forwards math um, <laughs> but the the npcs are great um, there's some there's some tips Again, on role playing. The, the artwork on these NPCs is it's absolutely fantastic. beautiful. I, I would have to say it's probably the best artwork I've seen out of Fifth Edition so far. And not not to say that any of the other artwork is shabby because it certainly isn't. It just doesn't remind you of any particular actor dan- um, dancing around. That was a little that was a little disappointing. <laughs> You'd um, find anybody you could uh, relate to, huh? Yeah. No, I couldn't. I couldn't find any, anybody. They uh, they were just simply too fantastic. I was, I was hoping, you know, maybe it's Grimsword. Grimsword. Okay, that's all right. I'll buy him too. They brought the Jabberwocky back. Yes, Jabberwock. Jabberwock. Yeah, the Snickersnack. The great, great sword. The Snickersnack. Yeah. The Jabberwock. I love Jabberwock. There's a. Uh, 
quite a few things in here monster wise like I said that just kind of flashes back to the olden days they had to have done to start with you can tell that it was written by someone who loves the game yes loves the game is invested in the game yeah not by someone who wrote it because it's their job to do it by someone who did it because they really, really they love the game, love the and game. that comes through in spades all over the place. Yes, and the references to the first and second edition monsters and magic, the cartoon, um, and just gaming things in general, like naming one of the guards Thacko. Yeah, um, I, I I can't say enough good things. You, I think I, you're right. Out of all the publications I've seen up to this point, this is by far my favorite. You with fifth edition, you know, you get these, you get these, these books that had been pretty divisive. You know, Tasha's was pretty divisive. People either loved it or hated it. You know, there was something in there. It was, it was very progressive. It was a lot of stuff in there for new players. It had that feel, that theme. But this, this kind of hits uh, the. The old guard like us, and the the new the new kids coming in with with their idea of what the game is supposed to be like, and then everybody in between. So you get you get this this appeal across the board. There's something for like everybody in in this book, which I, I think is a really there cool is. thing. Yeah, I think this book is more geared towards game masters, though. Yeah. 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 Well, it even says in several spots, you know, keep in mind, this book is for the Game mm-hmm. Masters. It actually spells it right out in there. You don't want to be tipping your hat, so don't, you know, we'll tell you what to share and when to share it. Yep. And that's great. Um, I like the fact that it has uh, a dimometer, I want to say. You you can go you can go really dark with this book very easily. Yeah. Or you can keep it very, very lighthearted and, and playful. Uh, without getting dark and but having a little bit of you know a little bit of grunge in there obviously is is necessary but you can really dial up the darkness in this really fast you can you, well you can and i think because after i read the book a couple times i actually started watching the show and they actually talked about how this carnival sometimes will meet up with the carnival that comes from the dreaded domain so in the in the, the domain of dread the domain of dread excuse me and Carnival owners will some will switch places, hmm. so it, it brings a little bit of the darkness or light into either or. Right. Um, so I can see that that it can get real kind of dark. Yeah, you can go like European folklore, you know, where where the Fey realm is a really dark and scary place, yep. to uh, Alice in Wonderland or Wizard of Oz, which was not so dark but still pretty dark, all the way up to like Disney princess stuff, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You, depending on the flavor, you know, what you want to do with it is, you know, how your adventure is going to run. But it's very versatile in that aspect. And I like that. I like that very much because I was reading to it. So, oh, this is all lighthearted and 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 playful and, and tongue-in-cheek. And, and then I kind of go kind of look at Wait, wait a minute, let me read, read that, that section again going, oh, you know, someone like me could turn this into a horror book really fast. Yeah. And it, it would work. Yeah. It would. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at it going, ooh, this would be a nice Halloween book. Yes. For Halloween adventures. The- I think that's why my daughter, she thinks she's thinking about doing this one over uh, Strahd's. 
because she she likes the darkness, but she likes the the eerie thing that sometimes that you see at the carnivals and stuff like that, or you see on like um, the, I forget the name of the movie you just said a little while ago. I need to stop something drinking. That, something wicked, wicked this way. Yeah, comes. Scott almost forgot it too. Yeah, I did. You know what? It it's got a now now that Bill is funny that Bill said that uh, about no, his it's not dimometer. <laughs> it's it does it does make it feel like American Horror Story a little bit. You know, it could yeah. very well go in that direction. Oh, would you look at the front cover? It kind of has a, a yeah. dark feel to it. Yep. When you first just glance at the cover. Yeah, yeah. Even Mr. Light uh, even has this maniacal looking yep. kind of grin, laughter going. So, and Mr. Witch in the background just kind of sullen in the dark, yep. staring back at you. So it's... Yeah, it does have the flavor there. It's like, yay, a carnival. And then you look at it a little more closer going, oh, a carnival. Hmm. Yay, a carnival. The more and more I look at these books and get together with you guys and talk about these books, the, the more and more I want to I wanna play the game. Join us on Wednesday. <laughs> I don't have time to join you on Wednesday because you have you have a to-do list for me that is ever-growing. Round two. Um, so... I don't know. Uh, we should we should get together and play one of these times and record it. I don't know if people would be interested in in hearing a bunch of old farts play D and D, but well, they can let us know. They could. Well, if you'd be interested in listening to three old farts play game masters with <laughs> other old people, because that's all we know. By all means, send us an email. Let us know. Go to our webpage. Go to the comment section. Let us know. Do you want to hear us play D and D? Also, there's Facebook and Twitter. And Instagram. Is that it? There's another one, right? There may be. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I can't even. Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yes. We're just, on all your favorite social platforms. Just let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn it into a, a game for you guys. I think we could whip something up somewhere. And that's our look into the wild beyond, the witch light. See you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.